in studio. Mike is in Japan. Going to be back. Uh, so we're doing this week live. Next week we're going to be best of. Then we're here Monday, Tuesday. Mike's back on Wednesday. That Wednesday, which I think is the 26th. Right. But because he flies in, he gets in on the 25th. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you you saying? I'm saying I think it's going to be more like we're going to be here (laughs) Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mike will be here Thursday and Friday. Uh, We'll see. Yeah. Well, you just got to think a 13, 14 hour flight. I know. Like, even though he got the beds and stuff like that, like he has like the upgrade, the super nice seats and stuff. That's still a long flight. That's rough. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Greg Fitzsimmons been to Japan. Let's get uh, Greg in here. Uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, a very funny comedian. He's going to be at Side Splitters uh, all weekend long. Uh, Tonight, 830 show, Friday, 8 and 1015. And then Saturday, it's 6, 8 and 1030. Uh, it's at Greg Fitz Show on Twitter. He's a funny guy. Of course, you guys will remember him from uh, the roast that we did. Whenever Mike changed his name, there he is coming in very slowly in the back door, sneaking in. Hey, how are you? <laughs> now, I have to find out, did they warn you? Did they tell you that Mike was not going to be here? Um, <laughs> it's like going to see the Beach Boys and find out Brian <laughs> Wilson's not going to be there. Right. You're like, all right, I still... You know, still good songs. Uh-huh. Still the energy. John Stamos was on drums. That was Stamos something Stamos was on drums. You don't know if maybe Bob Saget's going to be playing some air guitar. Right. Anything could happen. It's funny because uh, he said, he goes, hey, Greg's going to be there, and uh, you, you want him to come in? I go, yeah, because I think you're very funny, big fan of yours and stuff. And then I saw Mike tweet out about the roast. And saying, hey, maybe we should do another one of these. And you said, we'll discuss it when I'm in Tampa this week. Yeah. And I'm like, he doesn't know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. All, all week long, I've been telling him, I go, make sure that Greg knows <laughs> that Mike's not here. Because you guys are friendly. You guys have a connection. You guys talk and stuff. We've met before. But like you said, Brian Wilson's not with the Beach Boys. You're no. Like, all right. But it's fine. No, I'm happy to be here with you guys. I love all you guys. It's great to see you. You too. You know? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look, Carmen's this got new fancy great. hair. Carmen just got oh, yeah. hair extensions put in. Mm-hmm. Oh, that looks good. Yeah. Everybody's getting new hair. Spanish has got new hair. graft, yeah. Plugs put in. That's right. Not plugs, but. But, yeah. yeah. Are they plugs? Uh, it's, it's a new thing called yeah. neograft where That's they right. suck the stuff out from the root of the back of your head and then put it into the top. Crazy science, So it's like, re- like replanting yeah. your hair. Can you use your ass hair? Yep. I would imagine. You yep. can. Yep. You Would you want to anywhere, use your right. ass hair? Well, instead of combing your hair, you'd wipe it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Did you shave your head? Now I heard you on Joe Rogan. No, I'm supposed to be shaving my head, and my daughter wants to do it. Yeah. So we're, uh, we just have to... There's a special razor that he recommends. Right. So the problem is, is I don't know if you can see my head, but it's, it's bright white. It's very pasty. And uh, I'm scared I'm going to look like a light bulb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? bright, yeah. Yeah. You might need to, like, maybe get some, like, you know, some powder, some foundation or something just to mat it down. So well, it's not would so you be able to use, like, some of the self-tanner stuff on there, you know? So just have, like, a little base? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, you know, look, if you can become the president and do that, yeah, why not a stand-up comedian? Yeah. Uh, did um, you see where he changed up his hair a little bit? Everyone was freaking out about that. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, just for like a little while, though, I don't know. I haven't seen any pictures lately. But he, when he was going over to England, he had changed his hair and it was kind of slicked back and it looked, looked a little nice. bit better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still had that weird like. So he hair. had like uh, the Eric. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. A, that's exactly what it looked yeah. like. And people uh, were freaking out about it. And I'm like, 
Doesn't look worse. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, look, I want to talk about politics in Tampa because I know things are pretty uh, <laughs> pretty divisive yeah. around here. Like, we, like, like everything... I was just thinking about this. Like, everything is so mixed now. There's... Like, I live in California. It's the same thing. People think that it's, like, liberal California. Now, there's, like, hardcore Republicans. Right. And then there's the bleeding heart liberals. And we don't ever compromise on anything. Like, they just they just got rid of the death penalty. Uh-huh. And the conservatives were all pissed off. Liberals are celebrating. I thought, why, why can't we compromise on this? You know, what about, like... A solar-powered electric chair. That'd be nice. <laughs> Just some guy out in a field strapped into a chair with a panel over his head. Yeah. Dude, when those clouds roll out, you're a dead man. <laughs> it's going to take a while, but yeah, it takes yeah, forever. That's right. It'll happen. It'll be a very slow death. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Uh, I got to thank you because I saw you on Burt Kreischer's Something Burning, and you turned me on to a very funny person, uh, Beth Stelling. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, Beth is great. She's uh, I wrote with her on the TV show Crashing the last couple of years. Right, which was a great show. Oh, which thank was you. Awesome. What, three seasons. Well, thank you. Like I did. Yeah, three seasons, and uh, you know, and it was great because it was uh, Judd Apatow. Right. And working with him was really fantastic. Now, are you in the inner circle with him? Because he seems to keep a, a, yeah. a core group. I'm in the inner circle. Good. Good for yeah. you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty tight. We make out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. all of you together, just every all of us, hot. me and and uh, all the other guys, Paul Rudd, <laughs> Seth Rogen, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's funny because like Seth Rogen tastes like a bong when you make out with him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Smells like it. Tastes yeah. like smells it. like it. But when you make, high. but like you ever make out with somebody who's high, it's like. All right, take it easy. Yeah. You know, we're, this is just the first step. They start drooling. They're yeah. drooling. They're like, They're like rubbing your face uh, and doing Eskimo kisses. Yeah. And- now, would you rather make out with someone who's high or someone who's drunk when you're sober? Mm. Oh, de- definitely not drunk because, like, when I, ta- when I taste that liquor, it just reminds me of Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Too many flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a buddy of mine when we were younger, he made out with this girl who was doing a lot of cocaine, yeah. and he said he couldn't feel his lips after making out with her. Oh, really? Her. Yeah. Well, she I did, did so much cocaine that he couldn't feel yes. his lips. That's the best. When yeah. I went on the uh, George Lopez show to do stand-up comedy, no applause, <laughs> uh, I went on, and uh, I was warned before I went on that George uh, likes to use um, cannabis oil on his oh, hands yeah. okay. like there's a cream right. that gets you high and they're like whatever you do don't shake hands with George oh, right. because you're going to get high So, and I know George I'd known him for years and so before the show he comes up to me and he's like uh, hey buddy gives me a big hug and then grabs my hands oh. and he's like holding my hands oh, while man. we're talking and I went out on the stage and I'm like three jokes in and I'm like Wow. Really? This is such a great crowd, George. I, I turned and I looked and I go, this is such a great crowd, George. <laughs> and like the whole, I stopped on the way home at Subway to get a meatball. I was so high. That's it worked crazy. that fast. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Now, do you smoke regularly or at all? Or I, um, you know, I quit drinking Many, many years ago. But then I started smoking pot again about 10 years ago, mostly because when I'm on the road, it's just so lonely. Yeah. yeah. And so I bring a little vape pen because in California, they don't check you at the airport anymore. Their their rule is you can take anything out that you want. Right. Let the other city deal with it. Right. Yeah. Once you get there. So I bring a vape pen and I take it like last night, took a couple hits, watched the Stanley Cup. 
masturbated, called it a night. Yeah. Right. Perfect. That sounds like a perfect Wednesday. You know? Yeah. I would just imagine if you're someone who doesn't smoke and then you go shake George Lopez's hands and then you get high, it yeah. would just be a very like. At that time, I didn't get high. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. So it was very shocking. That might have been. That might have been my slippery slope. Yep. <laughs> it's all George Lopez. So gracias, George. Uh, you're a Boston guy. You sad that the Bruins lost? No, I'm actually a New York guy. Everybody thinks oh. I'm a Boston guy That's because. How you were. Well, I went to college there. Okay. And then I uh, started doing stand-up there for like three or four years. Gotcha. Well, I, I, was, I was doing stand-up while I was in college. So I'd go to class during the day, and then at night I'd go out to the clubs. And, uh, and I did that for like four years. And then when I graduated, I was, I was already making a living at it, which was crazy. That, because there was so much stand-up comedy in New England at that time. Yeah. That if you could do 15 minutes, you could make a living in really? cash. yeah. And so I was, I started with Joe Rogan, and we were just in the right place at the right time. And so um, so I like to think of myself as a Boston comic. I'm proud to call myself a Boston comic yeah. because that really started with some of the best the best people you've never heard of. Guys like Don Gavin and Steve Sweeney, guys that never left Boston, but I right. honestly consider to be like the best comedians I've ever seen. Yeah, and I got to imagine if you're doing it in front of Boston crowds and with those guys that you're anywhere you go, you're like, yeah, I can handle this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that on the way over here. Um, where's Joe? Behind Joe. Yeah. We were talking about how it's the tough gigs because he pointed out a, a restaurant bar next door here where he started. What's the name of the place? Brewers tasting room about how they'd leave the TVs on and, oh, yeah. and it's a mixed uh, uh, and so I said that's where you get good because that's where there's no momentum. Yeah, you can't you can't rely on how the guy before you did. You're starting from scratch against people that would rather be watching the playoff game over your shoulder than watching you. Right, and that's where you have to dig in and really find what is it about me that's interesting and funny and pull that out and connect that to people. That's where that's where you get good. Yeah, that's got to be tough though, because I know that there's obviously you have the comedy clubs, but then there's other places, restaurants that'll do a comedy night or wherever does a little pop up thing, comedy night where people aren't necessarily going exactly. to see comedy. Right, right. You just happen to be there. No, it's like coming in to do the Mike Call to show, and he's in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was coming back. Well played, sir. Uh, So when you got into comedy, I was uh, I listened to you a lot. I listened. uh, Greg has a great podcast, uh, Fitz Dog Radio, that you can find anywhere you find podcasts. But I was listening to you talk about Kevin Meany, who I loved. My mom loved Kevin Meany. And how you guys kind of knew each other and then came back around where you knew, knew each other later when you started getting into comedy. Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, I grew up in New York and my dad belonged to this golf club. And uh, Kevin lived in the neighborhood and he was a, uh, he was a waiter. Yeah. And this was before he started doing comedy. And he used to come down. I'd be, I'm this spoiled rich kid down at the pool. And he'd come down in his red waiter's outfit and his bow tie. And he'd be like, uh, anybody want anything? I'd be like... Yeah, Kevin, give me a coat. Put it on 236. <laughs> He'd run around, sweat his ass off, getting us all cokes. Right. And so, like, years later, I'm in college, and I'm doing stand-up, and my father goes, he goes, do you remember that that waiter, Kevin, from Nolwyn? I go, yeah. He goes, well, you know, he's a he's a big comedian now. So if you ever hear he's coming through town, you know, go so he, say hi. Yeah. So... I'm watching him on TV now. I'm like, oh, my God. So I start watching, seeing him on The Tonight Show and saw his HBO special. And I mean, like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. So I go out to Catch a Rising Star in Boston. And uh, 
and he's got a, a sold out show, standing ovation. The crowd leaves, and I, I'm hanging around the bar, and I walk up to him and I go, uh, "Hi, Kevin." He hasn't seen me since I'm eight years old. Uh-huh. And I walk up and I go, "Hey, Kevin," and he goes. Fitzsimmons, <laughs> two thirty six. That's so funny. And so we started hanging out a little bit, and over the years he became like a mentor to me. And then um, I used to go on the road with him. And then uh, he ended up moving to L.A., meeting my next door neighbor who was our babysitter and marrying her. Uh huh. Total coincidence. And then, um, and then I was in his wedding party. He was in my wedding party. And then. He, uh, his wife came home one day and found gay porn on his computer. Whoops, a daisy. Yeah. Uh, which, which, for some women, get really hung up on that in a marriage. <laughs> yeah. So they, so they split up. They had a kid. They split up, and uh, but then they became they became close friends. And I just hung out with his wife last week. She just. But then he dinner. wound up coming out as gay. That he was gay, right? His joke was he'd walk in the door and go. Honey, I'm homo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's hilarious. That's so weird, though, how that comes around where, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's crazy. He was really, he was a really special guy. And, I mean, his stand-up, I've never seen anybody, and I've been doing it 30 years, I've never seen anybody destroy a room the way Kevin Meany could destroy a room. It was just euphoric because, yeah. I mean, like you say, with your parents, it's like it's both your parents or your mom. Uh, well, both my parents, yeah. but my mom specifically really loved. Like she, older would, women, because he was clean yeah. as a whistle, and yeah. he was silly. But just the the big pants and the, the I don't care pants. and all that stuff. Yeah, it, it was like watch videos of Kevin Meany, and uh, he was very he was very special. He was very unique. It's so sad that he died. Yeah, uh, Mike's over in Japan right now, and I was saying that that's a that's a fourteen hour flight. Have you been over to Japan or no? No. Now, any you do comedy overseas though? I would imagine. Yeah, I did Hong Kong once. Oh, really? Yeah. How was that? A lot of uh, uh, expatriates there, and yes, a lot, a of- lot of expats and uh, ABCs they call them, which is the American-born Chinese. Oh, okay. And so there was, uh, they would get good crowds, and then you were like a hero for coming all the way. I always find with stand-up, the further you travel to get there, the more they appreciate you being there. Right. So, like, I've done shows in. Fargo, North Dakota, Alaska, and it's like you're a rock star. It oh, seems yeah. like a pain in the ass, but it's always worth it to get yeah. there. Um, but yeah, I've traveled. I've done it in um, uh, Australia, Ireland, a um, lot in Canada. You uh, you were talking about Ireland because are, are your grandparents from Ireland? Yeah, all four of my grandparents are from Ireland. And so you can go over there now. Or did you already get your... In the process, getting the paperwork together right now. And so you can get your citizenship, so you'll have dual citizenship right, or what? Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be nice. Um, and I got my ancestor DNA done. Did you do that? I did. We all actually did it on the show. Oh, really? We did the yeah. 23 and Me. You guys with your radio stunts. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> we wanted to know if any of us were related. <laughs> oh, yeah? Do you, you have any black in you? Yeah. I mean, you've had a lot of black in you. <laughs> yeah, you? she has. But. <laughs> hey. No, um, I think I was like 0.3 South African or something like that. Yeah. That's... I, mine came back and it was ready for this ninety six percent Irish, which is absurd. Like nobody's ever that much of one thing. Yeah, right? and so and like literally, like they sent a note saying this seems kind of racist. <laughs> you know, yeah. And and like because my family, there's something very clannish about the uh, the McCarthy. My mom is the McCarthy side, which is uh-huh. my whole family. Because my dad, my dad had just a brother who 
Uncle Jimmy, who didn't have kids. Uh-huh. And I never met any of my dad's relatives. So when he died, that was it on his side. But my mom has, like, I have, like, 21 first cousins on the McCarthy side. Right. And they all married other 100% Irish people. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, we're, like, somehow there's we're a related. gene. Well, it probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Down the line, yeah. There's related somehow. But, like, that there's a gene pool that's so precious that we're protecting it. Like, like what is it? Is it the, is it the orange pubic hair, the freckles, right. the rage, yeah. the alcoholism, the flat feet? Somebody have sex with a black guy. Give us a shot. <laughs> you want to keep all that together. Right, right. Yeah. I uh, I'm very very Irish. What percent? Uh, I I want to say that it was up there in the ninety. I th- I want to say right around there ninety six, really? ninety seven. Yeah, because I only had a little bit of uh, Scottish and English. Yeah, but the rest was all Irish because uh, both my parents are Irish. Their parents were Irish. Same kind of thing. Where all very very Irish. In fact, I have my uh, family crest on my arms. Of course, which we had do. those. Well, it, it's one of those things where we had these uh, in frames, like in our home. Yeah, we had those too. Right. And I always said, if I was going to get tattoos, that's what I would get. Maybe I'll do that too, now that you say it. Because it's never going to be something that you're like, you regret or changes with time. Well, everybody in my family, I have two kids, and we all decided we're going to get Irish harps on our shoulders. Yeah. Because, you know, the harp was the symbol of it's a symbol of Ireland because when the British came over first in the eleventh century and they started decimating the Irish culture, they got rid of the Irish harp because it was uh, you know, part of the Gaelic tradition or right. our music. So they got rid of it, but there was a few farmhouses out in the country where they hid a harp and they'd come out and they'd do sessions. Oh yeah. So I always thought that was kind of a cool symbol for it. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's something that uh you know you're never going to go, oh, that tribal tattoo, yeah. that's gone and nobody likes that anymore. Whereas something like that, you're going to keep and you have forever and you know nobody's going to go, that's out of style. Right, yeah. right. It works out that way. Yeah, it's... Oh, never mind. Do you have a lot what? of tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> what? That was going to be a good one, you could tell. Uh, there was going to be a there was going to be a Holocaust survivor joke, but I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh Greg Fitzsimmons is here. He's going to be at Side Splitters. You can go to Side And I'll be doing that joke there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sidesplitterscomedy.com 813-960-1197. Uh tonight an 8:30 show. He's got Friday 8 and 10:15 and then Saturday three shows, 6 p.m., 8 p.m. and 10:30 p.m. <laughs> yeah, that but they do get a pretty good crowd for that early really? show. Yeah, a lot of people go in. Yeah. There's a lot of comedians. Lot of blue hairs? Probably. Yeah. Probably, but you know. You the the Florida early bird special. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get them in there. Even in comedy. Is this your first time at Side Splitters? Yes. Yeah. I'd always work the other, the, the, the comedy club to not be called by Nate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? That shall do not. Sh- <laughs> hey. Nope, nope, yeah, I'm just you as did. good as you. What yeah. is it? The he who shall not be named. Yeah, there you yeah go. the comedy club that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, uh, so I'm excited to work side splitters for the first time because I've heard so many great things and it's under new ownership now. Uh and it's uh you know, it like a lot of comics that I really respect have worked here for many years. They've been getting a lot of Larry good. Miller and Dom Irera. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, and some of the younger guys, Joe List, I think, is coming back through soon. Jay Moore, for God's sake, yeah. who, who rated your uh, craft services <laughs> yeah. up yep. front, I heard. Yeah. He did, yeah. He <laughs> thought that was all just free, so yeah. he grabbed some stuff. And we're like, eh, all right, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, you do. You know, it's Jay Moore. 
It's yeah. a nice little setup like, out there, though. It's beautiful. Right? It's like a little 7-Eleven. Because yeah. you've worked in radio stations. You see... Oh, no. You're lucky to find a vending machine with the dried-out Quaker Arts granola bar. <laughs> right. So uh, it wasn't... Quaker Arts? <laughs> Quaker Oats. <laughs> uh, whenever I first got here, they had that kind of kitchen area, but they didn't have the whole setup that they yeah. have now. But I was impressed by the whole kit. I go, it's like a cafeteria. No, it's like with corporate radio, they have stripped down every extraneous scent that they can. Oh, yeah. They they, they don't care anything about morale of anybody on the show. All they care about is, is, is shareholders. Yeah. And so it was actually nice to see that there was some offering. Then I found out you got to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just so they're it. making a break. I'm not going to pay for it. Yeah. There's I'm cameras and Reese's. stuff. But, yeah. yeah. Grab it. Get it on your way out. You'll be okay. If there's a guy, if they are paying somebody to look at a camera of the uh, food services, they fire that guy and give out the food for free. Right. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I think they would have to go back through it. And then you got to go through the inventory mm-hmm. and yeah. see that somebody took the nacho cheese. Yeah. There was five of them. Now there's only four. And then you're going to run through a month worth of stuff, yeah. of yeah. video to try and find the one. I'm going to take, take a few things, and then I'm going to give them out at tonight's show <laughs> at Wise Guys. Uh, you have a shirt, and I don't want to, if you can't say the story behind it. Oh, I'll say, tell uh, the story. I, I love this. All right. So there was a, uh, well, this is great. I uh, I was working in Boston when I was first coming up. I was working in Boston, and uh-huh. was, I was working at the Faneuil Hall Comedy Connection. And this woman calls up the club. We're going to assume she was an overweight black woman for the okay. sake of the story. All right, and she says, uh, "Who's on the show tonight?" She was from like the early 19th century, uh-huh. <laughs> and they said, "Well, it's Jackie Flynn, Anthony Clark." And Greg Fitzsimmons. And she goes, is Grapefruit Simmons the headliner? <laughs> and so that became my name to this day in Boston. They call me Grapefruit Simmons. So, so I told that story on my podcast. And one of my listeners, who's an artist, drew this picture of me right. as a grapefruit. <laughs> That's with so my great. hat and my glasses on. And uh, wrote Grapefruit Simmons on it. And said, I'll make these t-shirts. And I said, great. So he makes up like, he goes, how many do you want? I go, let's make a thousand. We'll sell them, you know, I'll sell them at shows. Right. We'll sell them to the- <laughs> so I go, all right, I'm- <laughs> I go, I'm working at a casino in Connecticut next week. Why don't you, sh- why don't you ship off about 100? Uh-huh. Send them right to the club. Small, medium, large, extra large. Send them all over. I'll sell them at the club. Right. So I get up on stage. And uh, it's a casino, so it's a bunch of losers. It's, it's, it's people that have, you know, you have to be a loser to go to a comedy show at a casino. Right. And so I walk, and they're just despondent. And I walk up on stage, and I'm in the middle of my act, and then I go, hey, let me tell you guys a story about a comedy club in Boston, and blah, blah, blah. Grapefruit Simmons, the headliner? Nothing. Yeah. Flat lines. Yeah. Not a peep. They just look at me like, what are you talking about? And so then cut to after the show, me standing at a table outside the door, holding up a T-shirt, and people just streaming by. Oh. No icon. Uh. It was like they all had Asperger's. Nobody was looking me in the eye. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and cut to me like I had to I had to get a, a hefty bag and put 100 shirts in it and check it yeah. at the airport to get them home. Uh. Can't get rid of them. <laughs> are you still on the first round? The thousand you yeah. want one you can go to my website <laughs> and you can buy one i love it i think that's so I funny i'm gonna mail you one okay I'm gonna mail you one. i think that's what so funny you? uh two x 
I, I don't have yeah. two X. I'll give you an X. All right. I'll lose <laughs> Cut my... the sleeves off like Spanish. Yeah, summer no sleeves. Is that the worst look? Doesn't he look like he's from, like, Kazakhstan or something and doesn't understand how to dress? You look like a guy who's going to walk into a, into a secretary pool and rip his clothes off and dry hump somebody <laughs> right. with a G-string. Yeah. So Mike said that this yeah. summer is the summer of no sleeves. Yeah. So he couldn't wait to cut the sleeves off his stuff. And he, Mike also implemented, implemented a rule where if we have a guest, he has to wear a shirt and tie and dress up. And I stuff. think it's more like a summer of no pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so now he has the dress shirt with the sleeves cut off, mm-hmm. and he can't wear shoes because he can't bend I over can't to bend tie over. his shoes because his hair will fall out. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not true. Yeah, it'll kill the follicles. Yeah, I got two weeks where I can't do anything strenuous. I, I used to work out five days a week. I haven't been able to work out. How do you sleep? Uh, Very carefully. carefully, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very carefully. Sleep standing up. How much was this procedure? Oh, uh, well, I endorse HonestHairRestoration.com. <laughs> yeah. so. You guys are like the classic American it. radio show. <laughs> That's yeah, it. We all did Ancestry <laughs> DNA. <laughs> no, nobody paid for that. No, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. Actually, no, you Matt paid for that. Matt, Matt, One Matt, of our yeah. listeners wanted to do yeah. it, so he paid for them all. He was like, here, I got these for you guys. So, so how much would it cost normally? Uh, Just wondering for a friend. It, yeah. uh, it, it, it's ex- it can be expensive. They have financial plans that you can get on if you can't afford it all in one shot. Yeah, it's in the so they help the, poor people. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I would say as soon as you sell about uh, six hundred t-shirts, you'll be able to afford it. Working out that way. That could uh, happen today, folks. Grapefruit Simmons, he's going to be at Side Splitters. Uh, SidesplittersComedy.com. You can give him a call over there, 813-960-1197. Tonight, Greg's going to be there, uh, 8.30, and then Friday, 8 and 10.15. Saturday, 6, 8 and 10.30. Uh, I was I, I listen all the time. I listen to your Fitzdog uh, podcast Fitz all the Dog time. Radio. Fitzdog Radio. I, I like it a lot, and I hear you on oh, Joe Rogan. Thanks, man. And stuff. Appreciate that. And I heard your son is going to DePaul. Yep. About the only guy you're going to meet that used to go see the DePaul Blue Demons play all the time. I grew up in Chicago. Basketball. Yeah. So I grew up about an hour west of Chicago. So we used to go downtown. We'd see the Bulls play all the time, but I used to go see the uh, Blue Demons play as well. Really? My dad, who is very punctual, also very early a lot of the time. So we would get there. Nobody would be in the stadium. We would get in there and people would be looking at us because we bought tickets, but we'd go in. But uh, Ray Meyer, who used to be the coach for them, who was a coach for them for 42 years. No. Yes. And then you know who took over? His son, Joey Meyer. No Joey Meyer, he, which he's, he's done now. I think he was done uh, late 90s, whatever. But he was there for like uh, 14, 17 years or wow. something. Wow. Wait, so when they won the NCAA championships, who was the coach then? I don't even know. Yeah. Be, uh, this was when I was probably 13, 14 years okay. old. We used to go. And see those guys play, and they were not great. Yeah, they were okay, but it was a you know college basketball team, and we'd go see. Now I'm psyched. He's going to be uh, he's a California kid who's going to be dealing with his first winter in Chicago. Oh. It's brutal. We were just it, talking about it the other day. Carmen's from Michigan. I'm from Chicago originally, yeah. and it was a blast as a kid because we had snowmobiles yeah. and all that type of stuff. But once you had a job and you had to go and scrape the ice off the car, the windshield, and doing all that stuff. I mean, you know, from New York, and, yeah. Boston and all that type of stuff, but yeah, it's brutal. It's tough. Yeah, we the first thing as soon as he got in, we went online and we bought him like the warmest LL <laughs> oh, Bean yeah. jacket like we could North find. North face, all the goose balls. <laughs> oh, and it's got the, the 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 tunnel with the fur on the yeah, front, yeah, on the face, yeah. the aardvark look. Has he ever seen snow? Have you guys ever? Took, oh like, yeah, well we go vacation? back to New York every Christmas. Okay, so he's been around snow and we ski a lot. 
you know, and uh, so we've been around the country skiing. So he's he's used to it. And he likes it, but that's novelty. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's when, not reality. When you don't live there, but I know there's kids that go to college for the first time and they don't experience snow. You know what I mean? Like they move across country and they experience snow for the first time by themselves, yeah. and that and you just see them like shuffling along. It takes yeah. them an hour to walk across campus and stuff. You can like pick them out of a lineup. It's like they're on the moon. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Don't, they don't know what is going on. Uh, yeah. So growing up in Illinois, my older brother uh, in high school they had a foreign exchange student that was there from somewhere where there was no snow you know somewhere where it's warm and it never snows and then on the forecast it said that there is going to be i love that you guys like you just have a generic exchange student and you don't even know where he's from <laughs> i don't know he was in my brother's class yeah, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere over there but on the forecast they said there is going to be like eight to ten inches of snow yeah that day so as the kids walking outside going to a different class he's looking up like this and kind of hunched over and they asked him he thought it fell all at once <laughs> he didn't know how snow worked he thought it was just gonna be 10 inches yeah yeah boom down right, on top right. of him and stuff yeah we had this kid who was uh he was a roommate of mine uh sophomore year and it was his first year at bu and he was from bermuda yeah and uh and he 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 started not going out when it was cold and by December, he barely left the dorm, and then he went home for Christmas, and he never came back. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I kind of did the same thing in Louisville, Kentucky. I went up there for radio, and, and then it, it was summertime. Once winter rolled around, I came down here. I started <laughs> really? looking Yeah, I started looking for jobs. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Louisville's not even that bad. But it's still snow. Yeah. It's cold. And my dog was confused because my wow. dog, cause I, I, I came from Florida. I lived in Chicago, came to Florida when I was like uh, uh, 17, 18, and then went up there for a job, for a radio job. And then once it started snowing, I go, I got to get out of here and then found this job and came down and auditioned. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, obviously, I wanted to be in a bigger market anyways, which they it paying out. you good money here. Yeah. Yeah. It's good here. Really? Yeah. I mean, this is market 18. Yeah. Louisville, I think, was 60 something. But you're number one in this market, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nice. We're doing well. In fact. Uh, so who gets paid well on this show? Mike. <laughs> Mike gets paid really well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's you think it. he makes like a million dollars a year? Uh, well, uh, Robert Kelly always says fourteen million, which is the yeah. running joke and stuff. Of course, it's not. 14 no, but million. I bet he makes a million, right? Yeah. I'm going to give you the shoulders. We, yeah, don't, we know. don't know. No. I know Spanish is the last guy in. Yeah. No. Well, her, she I is was. technically really. Yeah. yeah, I was a oh, year yeah. after Spanish. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you've been here that long. Yeah, me either. How's <laughs> Bubba, by the way? Uh, gone. Yeah. He, he who is not mentioned. Yeah. 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 But the, not worth mentioning. Mike just signed a new contract. Yeah. So uh, we had been talking about it because we weren't sure what was going on, what was going to happen, whether we were going to be here and all that stuff. So we've been kind of putting stuff off. We have our cruise that we do every year. So once he signed it, now we're doing the cruise. Yeah. But normally we announce a cruise in like February. Right. But we had to announce it just this week is the first time we announced well, it. Well, let's stuff. do the roast again. Yeah. yeah. Now that he's re-signed. And that's something that I think would be a blast. Yes. Whether it's, whether, I, I mean, we could do Mike again or we could do somebody else. We'd have to find, but I, I think it. You could do that, Mike's grandmother. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> yeah. Greg was, if you, if you haven't seen, I believe it's on the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, Joey, is it on the YouTube channel? We're looking at it right now. Yeah, okay. There it is. Yeah, there's Greg up there. And uh, Greg was part of it and did such a great job. He killed and just roasted Mike's grandma for uh, like 30 minutes, and it was great. I said that they were both Yankees fans, and they both had 
uh, Yankees tattoos. Right. And hers was on her vagina. Yeah. And uh, it had the pinstripes on it, just like the real uniform. <laughs> and then right behind it is the dugout. <laughs> Be careful. And, and, <laughs> can I say it? Uh, I don't know. I and forget. a lot of guys would spit back there. <laughs> Uh, I gotta tell you, that was one of the best nights I think ever. That was really fun. Like whenever I think of what was one of the funnest times I've ever had, that was that was one of them because it was you, Florentine, uh, Jim, Norton. Jim Norton, Robert Kelly, uh, the Stengel brothers. Oh were yeah, there. the Stengel brothers were there. Bert, were, Bert was there. Bert Christ, what a lineup! Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. I mean, as great. far as any event that we have put on, that has definitely been like one of the biggest, mm-hmm. most funnest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a blast. Yeah, I would love to do it again. Yeah. Or if you're free in October, maybe you can come on the cruise. (laughs) We're doing the uh, cruise in October. Um, I'm not a huge fan of being on a ship. Yeah. I get a little claustrophobic. I mean, I think if you drink, it's great. Boats and drinking go hand in hand because you sort of just, you have to get into the fantasy that you're like an explorer, like you're Magellan or something. (laughs) And you've got a margarita in your hand and you're at the deck of a cruise ship, but you think you're exploring new lands. Yeah. We've we've done it every year and it's a blast and all you know we get a ton of listeners that come with us and it's just a huge party. I'm sure it's great. I yeah. just get, I get seasick and I, yeah. Thank you for asking though. It was funny. Uh, Robert Kelly came with us uh, last year and I think that was his first cruise, right? I, I want to say yeah. it was his first. And he goes, "How bad is it?" And I go, "It's never bad. Those ships are so big <laughs> yeah. that you know it's never really. Bad. It was." Bad. It was like really? the worst one we've he ever was had. So yeah. mad the whole time. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Every every couple minutes, he'd be like, "That's nah, not bad. That doesn't rock at all." Yeah. <laughs> uh, no kidding. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, he would call like once a week, like two months before, like we were about to leave. He'd call like once a week to ask Mike questions, like, "So uh, what's the room set up like? Am I gonna feel it down here? Yeah. Can I get food? What's room service? Yeah. How's the eating thing?" Yeah. He just had questions all day, and he doesn't drink. No, right. he doesn't. Yeah. So this last cruise that we went on, he doesn't drink, and then Bert was doing the thing with Rogan and sober Ari, October. the Sober October oh, thing. So he wasn't drinking. Yeah, so neither yeah. one of them were drinking, which was a real party. Yeah. I right. mean, they're, but they're both fun anyways. <laughs> yeah. And they did they stand-up shows on the cruise? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, uh, you know, the, what was it, first night or the last night? First night. First night. night in, you know, 15, 20 minutes, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Have a of couple thing. local comedians. Yeah. I always like to do it on the last night because if you do it on the first night and you bomb, now you're trapped <laughs> with all those people <laughs> the entire time and it's yeah. awkward right. on the Lido deck. Yeah. Because <laughs> we do a couple parties where we do the last uh, last night of the cruise, we do a party and we give away awards for people, you know, the most drunk, sunburned, yeah. girl who showed her boobs the most, you know, those type yeah. of things, whatever. So it's pretty fun. Uh, Greg Fitzsimmons is going to be at Side Splitters Comedy. He's there tonight at 8.30, uh, tomorrow 8 and 10.15, and Saturday 6, 8 and 10.30. Can you stick around? We have a game that we play that I think you might enjoy. <laughs> I love it. And don't forget, everybody, get your Grapefruit Simmons t-shirt yes. at FitzDog.com. Absolutely. Uh, we, play, we play Redneck Bingo. Yeah, where we do country songs, and you have to pick a word that they're going to say in the first sixty seconds. Okay, and then the people win. Obviously, truck, dirt, yeah. you know those type of things work yeah. out and stuff. Party. Can you yeah. stick around or no? Of course. All Let's right, Greg, it. sticking around. We're going to play Redneck Bingo. You can for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.